Yeah, let's do it. It's done. The recording has been started. I press the button, and the recording is on. Well, good. I'm so glad. am I. I can tell. You're on one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm never going to get used to that. <laughs> press the wrong one. I'm never going <laughs> to. That's what I meant to press. Jesus, that scared the shit out of me. I'm never going to get used to it. Because uh, every time I'm going to think David Crusoe's right behind me. <laughs> wow, what a nightmare. I hear if you go into the bathroom, you turn off all the lights, and then you take your, uh, or no, sorry, you put your sunglasses on dramatically three times, David Caruso shows up in the mirror. Oh, fuck that. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. I ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pop Saga, Australia's number one pop culture podcast, citation needed. On today's show, we're going to be taking a look at video game to film adaptations, specifically 2020's Sonic the Hedgehog. I am your chili dog loving, ring collecting, whole cat buddy, Forrest the Ferret. And as always, I am joined by John. And before we go any further, John. What's your fursona? Fursona? That's right, your fursona. And if you're unfamiliar with that term, the term fursona is one used by the furry community to uh, to describe what your animal, your anthropomorphized animal spirit animal would be. Basically, what if you were an anthropomorphized animal what would you be? Could be Alf. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Alf. <laughs> I don't. I don't Does think. Um. I don't think that works. Okay. <laughs> it's not like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is Sonic the Harry and the Harry and the Hendersons Sasquatch. No, but he was an alien life form. That's true. I right? mean, that's what sure, Alf stood for. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. But look, if I so can't be... you're John the Elf. No, I don't like that. I mean, for the recording thing, I wrote myself as John Botnick. Because uh, I like right? that, but that's not a fursona. Um, do I have to pick one from uh, the game? Or can I just pick no. whatever spirit, animal... I mean, I chose a ferret, so I feel like anything's fair game. Alright, well, you know, I like, um, now I feel like I'm on the spot, because, you know, like, I have an alter ego named Dogface, so you think I would just be like, John the Dog, but John, Dogface the Dogface. Yeah, see, no, that's too much. So, and then I'm like, well, you picked a ferret, and I don't want to be like, yeah, 
you know, John the Velocir now nah, Velociraptors aren't furry. Hold on. Um, okay, I got it. I got it. Uh, I, my fursona is a tiger. So you would be John the, the Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay, you ragging on my. Now I'm gonna think about it. Can I think about it? Maybe. I, no, I'm sticking. Let, with you know what? Let's come back to this later. I can Maybe. tell this is this is going to be the what the podcast hinges on. So yeah, let's come back to it later. Yeah. Okay. Just remind me. Because I'll. So forget. as I mentioned quite ever so briefly in the intro, um, today's episode is uh about we're going to talk sort of generally about um the how uh why it's so hard to adapt um video games into movies and we're going to talk about what is probably the most successful adaptation from a monetary perspective um of a video game to a movie uh 2020's sonic the hedgehog and um one of the few movies that we uh i'm sure we all saw in theaters before <laughs> this uh <laughs> pandemic swept over us all boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> john yeah. would it surprise you if i told you mm. that this movie is still the second highest grossing movie of this year no, because it came out like in Valentine's Day or around Valentine's Day. So you figured it was in theaters for a hot minute, and then there's been no theater activity. So congrats on winning by default. <laughs> yep. Sonic the Hedgehog wins by default. 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 <sighs> well, Homer, I guess you're the winner by default. Default! Woohoo! The two sweetest words in the English language! Default! 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 Where'd you get that anyway? Sent away? <laughs> <laughs> Go I default. To, I used to know a guy who'd do air horn sounds with his mouth. It was the greatest thing in the world. Was it uh, very convincing? I mean, better than I could outside of, uh, you know, however you did it there with your magic. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. he'd be like, hey, John, what's up? Ow, ow, ow. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's like, man, that sounds. Uh, I wasn't so sure what was up then, but once he did it, I was like, hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks, man, for asking. He's like, all right, catch you later. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> for a moment there, I thought for sure I was uh, transported to a NASCAR track. Your air horn really, uh, it sounds a lot like, um, those, uh, nitro-burning funny cars racing Sunday, around Sunday, that Sunday. oval. <laughs> I don't watch NASCAR, can you tell? <laughs> no, me neither, I don't. I mean, it's cool, I guess. I mean, sure. Yeah. Right? I'm not gonna yuck anyone else's yum. If you yeah. like NASCAR... Yeah, I'm not ragging on it. Yeah. I'd say Publicly. cool, cool for you. I mean, 
But yeah, no, it, uh, to answer your question, it doesn't surprise me at all that this is the second top grossing movie of, what, 2020? Yep, it, that's right, 2020. Yeah, because it was really one of the last ones to be in theater to have a full, or not full, but almost full theatrical run, right? Because like most movies now stay in theaters for a month, maybe two, depending on what they are and where they're playing, so yeah fits right in there and it, yeah congratulations yeah that makes sense i mean it makes sense from like you said it's uh it really wins on a technicality but uh it is the highest grossing uh video game to movie or to film adaptation of all time How much and is uh gross so far that's no joke <clears throat> well um, it grossed over $300 million in its, uh, uh, international run. Um, which is, uh, if you're not a Marvel movie or a Star Wars, uh, that's a hefty chunk of change. You know, it makes, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. It, because also it's age rating versus like, say a Resident Evil or, you know, a Lara Croft or anything else is right in there. The perfect between adult and teenager and kids. You can feel comfortable bringing your kids to this movie. It makes perfect sense to be, you know, have made that much money so far. Yeah, I, uh, I couldn't agree more. And, um, so, yeah, like you said, there's... There's something about it. Well, number one, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, in terms of a brand, is uh, probably bigger than everything else you mentioned. Um, it just is one of these uh, sort of like also rans or or like follow alongs um, to the to Mario that actually stuck. Because if you think about it, like back when Mario was at its height. Mario 3 comes out. It's the best-selling video game of all time at the time. And uh, everybody is scrambling to be, come up with their mascot and yep. their sort of, like, character that they can build a franchise around. And if you think about how many of those were... had made uh, lasting impressions, um, it really makes Sonic look even more impressive. Oh, for sure. I mean... Here he is, he comes out, and he sticks, right? Like you pointed out, Mario is Nintendo's mascot, bar none. Sega and Sonic are synonymous with each other now. Like, I would never think otherwise, even though, you know, it's a little more skewed with how Sega's not really making anything so much, or building consoles anyway, just making software, and of course, having their games appear on the Nintendo console, so my how many things have switched but yeah sonic is definitely sega's mascot and probably one of the better console mascots outside of the latter ones because you know playstation tried it with crash bandicoot that didn't really stick and you know master chief is kind of like xbox's unofficial mascot um but I think those both kind of went in a different direction where they made their mascot really just their name, not necessarily 
have it associated with a character that needs to be on everything. Even yeah, even. that's a interesting point about Master Chief. Um, he, he, I guess he is. He's he's sort of Xbox's or Microsoft's uh, uh, mascot to the point where I believe the Xbox One. If you open that sucker up, there's a uh, little cartoon version of uh, of the chief um, in there, uh, you know, embossed on one of the uh, chips. Um, I mean, so I'm, I'm sorry. On my Windows PC, they've given me Cortana that I didn't ask for. You right? Know, yes. <laughs> oh, you mean that smart assistant I never use? Yeah, hopefully I didn't set her off or have her turn off my computer or something while this is going on. Thank you, John. Time to turn off your computer, you dickhead. Oh no, not you too, Cortana. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's obvious that it's, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, I guess the sonic and mario benefit from you know they they have time on their side in terms of uh, building up this fan base but um it is interesting that nintendo created the idea of the mascot game and how everyone else had to sort of fast follow that um in fact sonic the hedgehog would never exist were it not for mario which is sort of ironic but um Back when, um, and it was specifically based on my research, um, when Mario 3 came out, I guess that's when everyone knew, wow, the Nintendo really has something on their hands, because um, that is exactly when Sega decided, okay, we need something to counter this, because uh, so far our strategy has been porting uh, our successful arcade games to the genesis and 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 having that as our main selling point but we need something else that can show off the power of the genesis and also sort of become this this indelible franchise yes they've pretty much created console exclusivity yeah right Mm -hmm. so like when you see one going to the other or belonging to it it you know probably for uh, people now who didn't grow up during that time probably don't even realize it. But, you know, for us, if Sonic appeared in a uh, Mario game, that would be huge. That would be like um, DC and Marvel reaching, you know, going across the uh, comic book aisle, so to speak, to play in each other's sandboxes. It It's huge. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I could see that. You know, you had... Uh, Mario 3, it was even featured in that hit movie Wizards with Fred Savage. You know, like, it it was making a major play. Nintendo was doing um, national, like, conventions where you can go around and play Nintendo games. Hey, Podcast John, this is Editor John coming in to remind you that it was actually Nintendo's Power Fest, and it wasn't at the Cow Palace. It was at the Oakland Coliseum. There you go. Future memory serving you right, even though your past memory when you were recording this was serving you wrong. And, you know, I remember I even went to one of the events here in the uh, Bay Area at the Cow Palace, where it was like, yeah, it's, here's a whole Nintendo like 
convention where you could sit and play a whole bunch of games, new games coming out, participate in this contest, which was very similar to Wizards, the plot to it. And yeah, so huge. So I could see, you know, say it could be like, okay, we need something that's going to match that or uh, help us. And I think, you know, honestly, with uh, the first few iterations, Sonic the Hedgehog, they were very successful. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, the first few iterations of Sonic were, I mean, here's <laughs> here's what is uh, here's what is uh, ironic, and I think um, just to take a pause and address the audience, um, this show is probably going to be. It's not going to be like we're not going to minute by minute uh, or moment by moment break down um, uh, the Sonic movie. Um, we're talking more about uh, the, uh, the the path that video game characters take to um, being uh, on film. And um, so, yeah, we're not going to be doing that exact thing, but uh, we will be talking more generally. Um, but so the Sonic the Hedgehog movie has been in some stage of production since 1993 if you can believe it well i believe it i mean mario brothers got their movies out in the 90s but i could imagine sonic was everyone was trying to figure out how to make a sonic the hedgehog movie or what it should be about or plot especially when you think about the fact that the game really does the the first game anyway really doesn't have that much of a plot Right though, yeah, it does, did really the doesn't. Mario Brothers movie either, but whatever. Anyway, but like, so since nineteen ninety three, they've been trying to figure out how to make this uh, property a film. And like you said, the Mario the the Super Mario Brothers movie and Street Fighter had been released by this point, and so the current. Um, CEO of Sega of America, whose name is Tom Kalinsky, I guess. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, he was worried that putting out a movie since these since these other movie is uh, Super Mario Brothers and and Street Fighter had had been so poorly received. He thought that creating a movie for Sonic would damage the brand. Little did he know it would be Sega. <laughs> almost a decade of mediocre uh, games. Yeah, it's 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 painful, like how uh, Sonic as a character uh, languished for so long, trying to find a identity um, when you know the first. For me, the first two games were my favorites. I was not the biggest fan of Sonic and Knuckles myself. Um, I, I like the little mechanic playing as Knuckles, but as far as it went, you know, Sonic and Sonic 2, you know, with Tails, that was it. Very, I don't want to say basic gameplay, because there was a lot there to it at the time. But I could completely see... You know, like, when when you start giving a character guns is when you forgot what the character was about. <laughs> you may have uh, jumped the big the cat at that oh. point. Oh, sorry, do you want me to uh, step back and not 
not go that far. Oh no, I was saying um, I was I was making a clumsy uh, allusion to the phrase "jumping oh, jump the, shark. the shark." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, that's why you just have to say "jump the shark." Right. I, th- I should have said "jump the killer whale." That famous level from Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast, um, because that would have made more sense than I think than Big the Cat. But uh, Big with the Cat was the funniest Sonic character I could think of at the moment, and so here. We are. But, yeah, it, it, it was done in by its its creator, for sure. Or its uh, owner, so to speak. Right, the stewards of this, of this uh, multi-billion dollar property. I assume billion dollar property. <laughs> At this point, you'd imagine it'd have to be. You'd think it'd have to be. So... When, um, if you want to dive a little bit into the history of Sonic as a character, um, I think we could do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, um, look, I can tell you, I can't tell you the exact day, but I can tell you at whose house I was, um, when we were, when I first saw Sonic the Hedgehog, that's how memorable it was enough that made me want to get a genesis and i think for christmas that year i did get one um so i could play uh sonic the hedgehog and also the great hit called uh the movie based game dick tracy yeah i know that's awesome i i, I, I <laughs> that's love that awesome game. that's you're like it's i want sonic the hedgehog and this <laughs> dick tracy and dick tracy our next podcast is going to be a Dick, Dick Tracy, I think. Oh, I don't know if I could watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, maybe well, someday yeah, down the road. Yeah, then. maybe. We'll figure it out. I think uh, there's a few more that we need to do first before I I could mentally prepare myself for uh, the onslaught that is Dick Tracy. It's Especially fair. since the intro looks like a TV movie intro. If you have, I saw it a couple years ago. It was on TV. I was like, oh, what's this TV movie on? I was like, oh, that's the Dick Tracy title sequence? Yeesh. Holy shit. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. Anyway, um, yeah, I was over at my <laughs> uh, then friend Eddie's house. He was like, hey, man, I got a new game. You should come over and play it. Went over. He turned on his Genesis. I heard the Sega. And I was like, was was that that was a voice a voice to be played you know like to actually hear something other than just like boop 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 or you know mm-hmm. i don't actually think any games back then did boop 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 but they should have <laughs> um yeah and he showed me sonic the hedgehog and we played for hours and i was impressed because he was so fast and it was so vibrant and you know the character was emotive um and it was quick and it it changed everything that you know you're kind of trained with when playing a mario game or zelda the the pacing of sonic was such you know like so accelerated so fast that it was just uh, a breath of fresh air and i knew i was like i gotta play sonic the hedgehog played that for sure yeah i mean i um it's funny that you say that you knew exactly where you were 
when the first time you played uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. My friend um, Eddie's house then was on Clement Street. Wow, you you remember the street? Yeah, that's. I mean, it was. I left that house like like floating on cloud nine because that was something I've never seen. We didn't beat it that day, but just to be able to see something that I've never seen with such high fidelity graphics and everything else, it it it, it really was memorable. That's incredible. I, it's funny because I also remember the first time I ever saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I was in. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and talk about this without a lot of context, and people could just kind of wonder why. But uh, so, I the first time I saw it was in uh, an empty room of an abandoned hotel that was owned um by the kids of some friends uh uh that my dad and stepmom made um when we pulled into port i think this was in costa rica might have been in panama but i'm almost positive it was in costa rica but um they met these uh two um sort of uh i would say that they were hippies flower children whatever kind of uh, term you want to refer to yourself as or to 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 that uh, type of person um but uh they lived out in a uh a very cool well-constructed sort of i want to call it a tree house because it was sort of open to nature and you know their dad was this dude who had like really long hair and like a big old beard and only wore a loincloth <laughs> and um they were they were people who had uh they had a once owned sort of like a luxury resort um uh down in central america and but had since for whatever reason stopped running it and had sort of um it still got power and everything, but no one stayed there, and it was all overgrown. But, um, you know, when the kids got away from the treehouse, they had, like, one of the unused hotel rooms where they had a TV and, uh, and, and a Genesis setup, and they showed me Sonic the Hedgehog, and I... It just blew me away because the video games that I had been used to up until that point were you know nes games and they had a very limited color palette and uh um all i had at that point was a game boy and so that's just you know different shades of green so seeing this incredible color palette and this sort of faux 3d art and the music and how fast it was and and everything together was uh just a magic magical experience and i knew i had to to get my hands on that sweet sweet hedgehog <laughs> sooner <laughs> rather than later a uh, way to beat my origin story damn <laughs> it's like i went to a, in a resort with some people in costa rica and we played sonic <laughs> an abandoned you know. an abandoned resort that part is uh is key Oh, uh, yeah, okay, great. Just keep piling on top. I was at Eddie's house. <laughs> Eddie's, and yeah. I think he, like, he... Uh, the, the coolest thing about Clement at that time was, I think he was near a boba shop, but I didn't know what boba was, and I wasn't going to drink it until, like, uh, ten years later. 
So there you wow. go. Boba was around that long? That's incredible. incredible. I just always remembered seeing there was it was on like now I'm really like fifth and Clement, I think there's like a right next to or I don't even know if it's still there. It was like a like quick Chinese food spot and then right next to it was like an ice cream shop uh like drink place and i think they had boba because i remember seeing the ads with the little things floating and i didn't know what that was but that's about as exciting as my sonic origin story here is and you're just like oh yeah i saw it and god damn all right well but you know i saw it in the the belly of a pirate galleon i should next time someone asked me that's exactly where i saw sonic the hedgehog the first time um but you know it's well, funny we both I don't want to this. get too far sorry to interrupt but I don't want to get too uh crazy but the first time I saw the Aladdin video game was in you what were f- looks like a pirate <laughs> Of course it was Of course Um but yeah uh, please continue <laughs> Yeah no I'm I'm there's no grave that I can keep digging with what I was going to say because <laughs> you've beat me yet again Forrest the ferret. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, are we cool yet? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. We can go now. <laughs> I've calmed did down. We, uh, did, did people think we're cool because we use an air horn sound effect? Um, but, uh, so, those are both, I mean... They're both interesting origin stories about where we saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Don't fill this Paul full um, of vines. <laughs> but, um, allow me to regale you briefly with some history of uh, the Blue Bomber. Wait, no, that's that's Mega Man. Wait, hold on. The blue Does Sonic devil? have a cool uh, nickname? Oh, is he called the Blue Devil Sonic. in the movie? So, was oh right yes because okay. obviously very original <laughs> nickname right, yeah along with all the other original stuff in that film um but so as i said before sonic was created by sega um to as a direct response to mario and directly after mario 3 came out and it was such a huge hit they decided they needed something that was their mascot because their uh, strategy previously had been to port successful arcade games. So um, they needed to show off the power, so they came up with an internal contest inside Sega, uh, and they had teams uh, inside the company band together and create a brief prototype to try to um, to figure out this game. And they... Uh, uh, basically, the, a team of uh, this artist, uh, Nato Oshima, and programmer Yuji Naka, um, came together and they created a uh, prototype um, where a hero character um, could sort of smoothly move through a uh, pixelated platforming level. And this was all due to a... Uh, an original algorithm that uh, Naka came up with um, that would basically allow pixels to sort of smoothly transition uh, across the screen uh, based on a curve. And um, 
so they came up with this prototype that was basically a hero that could turn into a ball, and then it consisted mostly of him going through tunnels that had like a lot of twists and turns, um, you know, on a 2D plane, and uh, Sega management chose that one. And so then they had to think, figure out the design of the character. And initially, it was like a rabbit that could manipulate stuff with its ears, but that was deemed too complex for the engine. Um, and so basically, since they had this gameplay element where something could transform into a ball, they needed um, the character. They, they basically looked at animals besides rabbits. I guess rabbits can't really turn into a ball, but um, they looked at animals that could turn into a ball. And they decided, uh, eventually landed on this uh, hedgehog design by um, Nato uh, Oshima, but it was originally teal, and so, of course, through iteration, they changed it to be more like Sega's uh, cobalt blue logo. And then the, the other inspiration for this character is wild, mm. because... Uh, his shoes were based on an adaptation of the of a design of Michael Jackson's boots, and um, the colors were inspired by Santa Claus. <laughs> really? Uh, that's what I read. Of course, this is coming from Wikipedia, so take this with a grain of salt. The size of Wikipedia, um, but his personality was purport- reportedly based on Bill Clinton's can-do attitude. <laughs> wow (laughs) so michael jackson's shoes and bill clinton's attitude this is already in hindsight a bit of a problematic character yeah there's a lot of trauma (laughs) there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on here they should have just been like hey uh, blue red and white just looks kind of cool and we yeah. wanted to put it together. Well, when I was reading about it, I read that it was not only inspired by Santa Claus, his shoes, that is, um, but also the cover of uh, Michael Jackson's Bad album. Um, nah, nah. Yeah, people just make stuff it? up now. Yeah, I don't know, but it, Michael Jackson is actually intertwined with the history of Sonic the Hedgehog uh, in a pretty big way. Um, Not only are his shoes based on boots worn by Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson composed music for the third Sonic game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was about as good as, I guess, is what what Masato Nakamura did. Right. Uh, They... Because for that game, they they've sourced um, the music from a lot of different competitors, and he, uh, uh, composers, I, sh- I should say, um, and he uh, was one of them. Um, but there is sort of like a competing history as to how much of his music actually made it into the final project uh, or product, I should say, um, because this is right around the f- the first uh, trial um, for him started, so. Sega claims that his music is not used in Sonic 3, but the rest of the composers say that, yeah, it is. Um, But other rumors say that Jackson requested his name be removed from the 
um, credits because he didn't like how his his composition sounded coming out of the Genesis. So who knows what the real story is? Yeah, uh, probably a combination of all three. Probably right. Yeah, we always there'd be no way in hell that uh, a company like Sega wouldn't be like, how much how much music did he do so far? So far. Okay, yeah, put yeah. it in the game, but right. We'll, yeah, that way we don't have to do that, right? We're we're covered mm-hmm. on songs there, so we save some money. Great, we already paid him a lot of money, or unless he did it for free or whatever weird shit that went on. Now he, um, I'm sure he was paid for it, uh, but yeah, I, I guess some of the uh, his some of his uh, compositions made it onto his songs eventually. So there is some connective tissue there. Um, But so part of what I wanted to talk about is how um, this sort of uh, his backstory is is adapted to the movie. Um, But it turns out his backstory is insane and not helpful at all. If I was someone writing a film and I looked up his backstory, I would be like, okay, well, I guess we'll just have to do our own thing because this is bonkers. <laughs> well, that's what it felt like the movie did. It certainly did. Yeah, because, I mean, granted, I understand, they're not making it based off of, you know, the 1991 game. They're just taking everything that's kind of come with Sonic baggage and all and then mix it up disseminate it and then try to create something that is uh, easily understandable and instead all they did was just uh, trope it. We're like, hey, here's a bunch of things that, or not trope it, that's the wrong word. Um, fan service it. So we'll just put a bunch of things that you know about Sonic in a game but forget like his origin story really or anything else. Yeah. Um, and like so I, I tried to figure out to to your point about origin story I tried to figure out what his origin story was and the the information I found I I was like what because as you remember the video game is incredibly light on story there is no story you're just a blue hedgehog and you're trying to rescue animals from this big egg-shaped weirdo yep. um and uh and so, like, the little bits of lore, the original lore that kind of released along, or it was developed for the Japanese release, is just, like, uh, almost nonsensical. Um, apparently, the first version of his backstory was that a children's book author whose husband was a pilot, and that, and his nickname was The Hedgehog... And he had like a little emblem that was very close to the emblem you see at the start of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, the the uh, the wife of this person, who was also a children's book author, created a children's book about Sonic the Hedgehog um, based on her pilot husband. So that's one piece of backstory I found. Um, and so, like, I guess the all the games take place in the fictional world of this children's book. Um, and in, in addition to that, I, I saw another story 
a back uh, background that was said that Sonic was originally meant to be a rock star with a human girlfriend named Madonna. <laughs> All right, now we're starting to get somewhere. <laughs> so obviously, there's like not a lot of, to draw from there. I mean, I think Sonic his stories are always pretty simple, right? They're just like someone has the Chaos Emerald, someone Sonic needs to get him back. Well, I I mean, most games back then were about an objective, really. Just the main objective. In his case, yeah, free the animals, stop, you know, evil Eggman, and then uh, collect the Chaos Emeralds, and if you didn't through the first play, you know, like, if you didn't the first time, then, you know, he'd make fun of you, taunt you, to go back and try to get all the ones that you missed. Um, and that was it, you know. Mario went to go rescue the princess didn't really matter what else happened he just had to keep going through this weird wonderful land of you know sewer pipes those two origin stories those (laughs) 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 i mean not a lot of meat there on that bone huh yeah i like the madonna one that one could have been interesting but the other one, the other one seems too uh, earnest and heartfelt, and too meta. It, too it meta, seems yeah. like it's like you'd be if Winnie the Pooh worked out. That's what that game. <laughs> that's what that story is. <laughs> oh bother! He's just getting jacked. Oh, I, I've, I never skip leg day. <laughs> oh, Christopher Robin, will you spot me while I bench? <laughs> Oh, oh, Christopher, an an evil r- robot scientist came to the Hundred Acre Wood, and I have to go beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm gonna punch him in the mush. <laughs> yeah, like you know. He, <laughs> he never. Uh, he never should have uh, messed with Piglet. Now I'm going to turn his ass inside out. <laughs> I kind of wish that was the movie, but um, I wish it was too. I tell you, there was not enough Corona seltzers in my house to make it through that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, those are those are not virus-infected sparkling water. That's um, that is a uh, only flavor-infected. Nah, that was that (laughs) was bad. Infected with flavor. Yeah. Try Corona Seltzer. It's infected with flavor. Like, should, wait, we, should we rewrite should, that? Should we do that? Oh, that seems inappropriate. <laughs> I probably have to edit that one out. Yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, if if we're editing this out, um, uh, I don't know if you tried this yet, but um, I uh, I had a... a I guess it was a light IPA from Lagunitas called Daytime, and uh, man, it's good. It's good stuff, and it's only ninety-three calories, three carbs. It is, but it tastes like IPA. That's like a watery IPA. It's it's good. All right. If you're looking for a beer flavor, but not the uh, bloat, check it out. Daytime by Lagunitas. Time in. Nah, I probably anyway. (laughs) <laughs> but uh um 
Still thinking about <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Call <laughs> him Jack the Fun Honey. Like GHB. Yeah, he's he's, dude, he's really hopped up on HGH, and it is just like, oh, I, <laughs> I'm super into CrossFit, Christopher. Ooh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you should just relax. <laughs> Don't you oh. tell me to relax. <laughs> All Winnie talks about these days is CrossFit. <gasps> it's the worst. He enjoys keto. <laughs> I'm a paleo man myself. <laughs> You need, you need to start. Like I don't know what this is. Winnie the Pooh is just. I've lost it. Lost I've it. lost whatever I had. Yeah. Well, it was good while it lasted. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, right. we'll be pitching this. Uh, Disney, uh, if you're listening, come on down. We've got all the pitches for um, uh, the buff Winnie the Pooh revenge film. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like uh, Kill Bill. And uh, John Wick, and um, Winnie the Pooh. Oh Just, shit! At, at some point, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie's got to look in the mirror after he's all, um, you know, he's been working out a lot. He's ready to go uh, to 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 kick some butt, and he should be like, um, more like John Thick <laughs> with two C's. <laughs> I mean, I hope people get it. <laughs> and he doesn't have to tell people what sort of thick he's talking about. But, um, anyway. <laughs> Derailed. Yeah, well, fair enough. So, like I said, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was initially, um, the idea was, uh, back when the Deek show the adventures of sonic the hedgehog was being produced uh back in 93 they thought wouldn't it be great um to make this into a film um that's so a weird they, one which one the the sonic the the, be- the deke cartoon yeah because there were two cartoons like literally two sonic the hedgehog cartoons yeah the deke one which was like uh, because they're both voiced by Jaleel White, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Steve Urkel himself, right? You did had... he do that? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did both. He did. There, there was a, a time job. when, yeah, Urkel phenomenon uh, sweep the nation, and you could not get enough of him. Did I do that? I, I, I want to say I remember a serial, and I'm not even kidding. I swear. An Urkel serial? Like Urkelos, maybe not that exactly, but like I believe a, that one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up now. I'm just going to uh, bask in my blissful ignorance on whether Urkel had cereal or not. Oh, Marmite! I figured it's something that'll make you love me. I've got a great new cereal. Did I do that? So hang up your pants for the Urkelos around. We're Urkelize with Urkelize. Strawberry banana fruit flavor so fine. Just one little bite and I know she'll be mine. Mm, she'll, she'll be Urkelize with Urkelize. Oh, Lord, when I find you, you'll taste Jerulo. The Urkel
he did the voice for Sonic on both those cartoons, and there was, yeah, the Deek one, which was just kind of like a... It was like your standard morning cartoon. And then there was the other one that was... I remember, because one was on... Out here, it was on 44, and then the other one was on ABC. And that was where he's like a freedom fighter, and it was a little bit more serious, and the, the, the story was a little bit more serious. He still liked chili dogs, so... That has spanned the uh, the test of uh, Sonic time. Oh yeah, anybody it, worth their Sonic salt knows that he loves chili dogs. Yes, but um, yeah. So I remember the Deke one was. I mean, it was okay, but that one was basic. And then I remember there. Were, oh, I should have really looked this up. I, I poorly prepared for this. Uh, my brain was fried after watching the movie, so I didn't want to do as much research as I should have. That's fair. I mean, let's. I'm just gonna go over the the history yeah, of it please. real quick. So, please, I'll shut up now. Uh, no, please don't. <laughs> Too late. Nobody. It's Later, the um, Christopher Robbins. <laughs> Later. No one's going to tell me to be quiet. I'm Winnie the fucking Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. It, it took 20 years for any movement on the uh, this pro uh, this property to happen um when uh, of all places sony bought the rights um but they didn't do anything with it at the time and uh most of the sort of creative team they hired stayed intact on the project um when it was eventually sold uh to paramount through a uh process that i've never heard of um but it's called uh turnaround which basically they 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 uh list it as a loss on their taxes and it's and they're able to sort of um shift it from uh the financial responsibility from one studio to the other um what the shit biscuit and so when paramount got it they actually they put um uh the former or current i didn't look this up if they're still involved i imagine they are but um the 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 heads of blur uh which is a cg production studio that makes cutscenes for video games and they're kind of known for their very high quality uh output yeah in the the industry they're known as a million a minute because that's how much it'll cost you to make one of your cutscenes. right and it's arguable that they're worth it. Um, I mean, Tim Miller, who had run this company for quite some time, went on to make the super successful uh, first uh, Deadpool, mm-hmm. and then they uh, they hired uh, Tim Miller, uh, the aforementioned Tim Miller, and Jeff Fowler, who is another head at uh, Blur, uh, to develop um, Sonic, and um, they they went on to to develop uh, what we see today. Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah, it was directed by Jeff Fowler, the uh, yeah. the other guy from uh, Blur. Um, so, 2020, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. I don't think it's called the movie. I think it's just called Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I would. Um, directed by Jeff Fowler, written by Josh Miller and Pat Casey, uh, starring Ben Schwartz, Jim Carrey, Ticka Sumter, and... James Marsden. And I knew you were going to forget 
arguably the most important person in that whole movie. Gary motherfucking Chalk. Right. How could I forget Gary Chalk? Well, you gotta put motherfucking in there, but yeah. Oh, really? Is that his No, name? that's not his real middle name, but that is how badass that man is. Yes. So all all of those wonderful people starred in this. So John, I have a, I saw this movie the moment it was available on demand. I bought it. I own it. Oh, um, I mean, cool. <laughs> me too. Why don't you tell me uh, what you thought of this film? Um, well, I was really happy to see that a uh, Gary Chalk was in it. Um, <laughs> do you even know who that is? Um, do I know who off the top of my head? Do I know who that is? No, I do not. Well, here's the thing. You don't know the name, but you know what he's voiced. So, and I thought this was a real nice touch. And there and this is pretty much what I think the movie was as a whole. So, Gary Chalk is a, a voice actor and actor. Um, he was the voice of Grounder in The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. He played Dr. Robotnik in Sonic Underground. He also was the voice and this is where uh, he's um, cemented in John's uh, pantheon of voice actors. He is the voice of Optimus Primal from Beast Wars. Uh Optimus Prime and Energon, Armada, Cybertron, and he was even the voice of Man at Arms in He-Man 2000. So we're going like full circle here. He he voiced a lot of shit, and I, I I'm telling you, I didn't even name half the other things I love that guy in. And you know, I thought it was a nice touch that they brought someone who actually did voice work on the games, or you know, on TV as you know, as far as cartoons as well. I thought that was a very nice touch. And that's kind of what this movie was. It was just a lot of, you know, a plot was relatively light. It was just a bunch of fan service as far as, I mean, I love Sonic the game, but I wouldn't say that I'm like the Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Does that make sense? Sure. Is that, you know, like, so I wouldn't be like, I, I know all things Sonic. Um, but... You know, they, you know, it had everything that you would kind of recognize if you've played the video games or if you, yeah, if you played all the video games, I'm sure if you read the comic books and watched the cartoons as well, um, you will pick up on things that other people wouldn't. You know, it was nice to see the rings. It was great to hear the ring sound. You know, just so iconic so i thought ben schwartz did a great job voicing sonic um i'm really happy they went back and remade the model you know i i i i mean we haven't even touched on that oh boy i mean here's here's something i want to talk about more broadly a little bit later after we talk about more about the movie but there are so many things so many situations you run into here where 
like executives from a movie studio are like this is how it's gonna go and it's gonna go and it's gonna be very successful if we do it this way um based on what based on whatever the whatever their experience and there are so many times that the, that instinct is wrong this is one of them because you will no doubt recall the most recent Michael Bay produced uh, TMNT, ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films, right? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, right? The the Ninja Turtles look terrible. They look knobby, they look grotesque. Uh, yeah, just, just gross, yeah. Yeah, really unmemorable designs. Um, but those were fairly successful. And so the executives at Paramount Wars said, well... We had this success with TMNT making these more realistic looking turtles and um, so we think that this will happen with Sonic as well. We believe that making a more realistic Sonic will will resonate more with the audi- the general audience but they acknowledged they knew it would piss off diehard fans which doesn't makes sense to me <laughs> why would you do something you knew would alienate a section of your audience and not just try to to please both yeah i mean i got an answer for that but it it it, it happens all the time and usually it really the, does it's usually just based on the fact that they think the fans are a minority while everyone else is the majority you know at this point what was the last Sonic game that came out? I couldn't tell you it because Sonic has been relegated. You know, he had such a amazing 1990s where awesome great games came out with him. Cool mechanics. Then, like we talked about, they just kind of forgot how to make a Sonic game or they kept trying to do something different and couldn't even figure out how to put him in the 3D space very well. The Dreamcast game, that was a good attempt but uh, other than that he's had a rocky start to the point where the last game i think he was in was like the nintendo olympics game that came out a few years ago yeah i think maybe uh sonic strike force and does that even sound like a sonic game it's like well sonic gets uh, spoiler alert, but something happens to Sonic pretty early on in the game, and then you get to create your own fursona. Your own, uh, your fur guy, and you get to kind of do Sonic stuff yourself. Yeah, okay, cool. So cool. I want to do that, but not really. Anyway, like, Sonic the Hedgehog's not in the social zeitgeist, or you know perceive so the execs there aren't thinking about that they're like yeah it might piss off the fans but the fans are such a small minority here that we don't have to worry about any sort of blowback or whatever just forget that and then you unleash it then you realize whoa there's a lot more people who are in your in two target groups that you're not even anticipating one everyone who are who is parents who grew up with sonic the hedgehog now and have fond memories of this character who wants to take their kids and share that passion with them to the movies. And then you put that weird monstrosity together and it's just like, ooh, this isn't anything. Yeah, I am not... I 
I was very impressed with the fact that, you know, Paramount and them went back to remake it. And I'd say the remake is a lot more successful than what they had. I know that caused a, the studio who did all the actual work to go out of business. Um, you know, that sucks. And you really wouldn't wish you'd have to go through that. But yeah, to your point earlier, if you just would have honored the character by sticking truer to its roots, you wouldn't have had to do that in the first place. You could have launched, you know, I think it was supposed to launch around Thanksgiving time in uh, 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 2019. Yeah, they had to delay it three months, <clears throat> which is likely what put that studio out of business because it's a crazy short amount of time. Um, but I'm, yeah, it it's because their gambit didn't pay off at all mm-hmm. because not only did hardcore fans not like it, nobody did. Like the no. avalanche of reaction videos and memes and and everything that that poured onto the internet after it was uh, after it debuted they just they couldn't keep it the way it was everybody hated it universally it was the last time we really came together as a society i feel like yeah i wish people would band together like we did for our hate with sonic the hedgehog on other things um <clears throat> oh yeah that'd be nice <laughs> yeah that'd be great because yeah it was dreadful i mean even i uh started to become a meme lord uh, creating dank memes to spread, and I made one about the Sonic the Hedgehog because I was just like, "This is frightening. Why does he got real teeth? Why does he look human esque? Why doesn't he look like Sonic the Hedgehog? He looks like something that would be screaming, kill me, uh, because it, <laughs> yeah, like it was so frightening. Like it, just a bad design, and the fact that they were like, oh, don't worry about it.' But that they always do that, you know. They did it with. The Super Mario movie, they did it with the Street Fighter movie, which, you know, I I would, you haven't asked yet, so I guess I'll keep my rankings of top video game movies uh, for another day, but yeah, it just, and we'll probably get to that point too, so I'll just shut up now, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so... Let's just I wrap mean, up with the movie a little bit. Um, so, I, I is there anything you, else you liked about it? Yeah, I can tell you my favorite part. Um, I, I can tell you my favorite scene um, was the turtle scene at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I have my I have my notes, which would be uh, very chaotic for someone to read, but. Uh, calling it turtle scene will be the only thing that I will like, and that was note number three. That was after I was like, Longclaw the Owl could have come with Sonic. Nothing said they wouldn't have been followed. That drove me nuts. I like the Longclaw character, like as far as art, the Owl. I thought that was cool, but I was like, why didn't yeah. you just come along? One of uh, Zack Snyder's Guardians of Gahul showed up. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting too. Like that was a little bit of cool world building. They had yeah. a bunch of echidnas who uh, Knuckles, uh, the echidna, is a member of, and they they were sort of like these. Um, I don't know. This is a attacking force. They were after after Sonic's power because he has a unique power even in the world that he comes from. 
and um, then they introduced a totally new character that has appeared in no games up to this point, Longclaw Yowl, who is sort of Sonic's caretaker. Yeah, I thought, I mean, that was a nice moment. Um, I then questioned that his top speed was 300 miles per hour. Obviously, it fluctuates. Um, because later on I wrote, uh, from 300 miles per hour to 186,000 miles per second in a barroom brawl. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, like, um, he, he does some Quicksilver type stuff in the movie. Then I got, um, then I wrote, I would have kept my ass in Green Hills and I am from San Francisco. So there you go. <laughs> I, then I, I I wrote bikers. It always has to be bikers because yeah. whenever you make a like a Go movie ahead. like this, you have to have like big tough guys, and they're usually bikers. So congratulations. I think bikers are that like group of bad guys or or just sort of like a group of people that everyone has like almost everybody universally has a like thought about an image in their head about what they represent maybe yeah also no it's safer just, from uh it's just it, i mean i sorry to get deep with you folks it's just playing on stereotypes you're like yeah. he's a biker he's tough they don't obey the law you know all the you know tropes sons of anarchy taught me everything i need to know about bikers that's not <laughs> true um uh i thought the fact that he ordered sonic a mellow yellow was gross because mellow yellow is gross mm-hmm. yeah. um and then i was really i was really surprised that at 50 minutes it took us to finally get our first chili dog reference um, yeah, and 55 minutes for the first spin attack. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there was it's a lot of um, you know, uh, it's a movie about Sonic, basically Sonic being uh, incredibly lonely because he's banished Earth and uh, he uh, doesn't have any friends, and his only friend Longclaw is, is presumably dead. Uh, by a kidna attack. <laughs> I don't know why kidnas are the bad guys now, but um, yeah, so it's about him forming a friendship with the small town sheriff and his veterinarian wife, which comes in handy in the movie. And yeah. um, sort of uh, him being discovered by the US government and uh, um, uh, becoming rivals or, or enemies with Robotnik, uh, a crazy doctor who is hunting him for the power in his quills, just like those which, those darn echidnas were. Yeah, which I also didn't. Okay, so Robotnik, I, 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 Jim Carrey was Jim Carrey. Uh, He's having a yeah. lot of fun in this role, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, he was chewing the scenery for sure. Um, I, I I feel like some of the the bits where they just kind of let him do his thing. It was probably a safer bet, even though it wouldn't make sense or probably even uh, flow well with the uh, the character itself. But, you know, just let Jim Carrey be Jim Carrey and it'll be all right. Um, but I'm like, I don't know why anyone would hire him. At, at this point, I'm like, yeah, okay, the government could pay him, but why doesn't he just do his own thing? 
like he could create an app easily. He's super smart. I was like, do something with yourself. That was literally one of my notes about Robotnik. Then the other yeah. Robotnik was uh, Silence of the Robotnik when he was <laughs> dancing in that thing. <laughs> uh, that leads to that great latte joke. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. the the U.S. government needed there's some something happened with a, the power grid, and so they hired a roboticist to find out. No, uh, but that was the thing. He was like part of the government, just like secret ops. But I'm like, at this point, if I'm him, I'd be like three steps ahead of the government the whole time and know that they would limit me. So why would I do that when I could create like Robotnik Industries or something and go real Lex Luthor on the world if that's my plan? Um, cause like one of the, one of the main things is, you know, power grid goes out cause Sonic goes, uh, super Saiyan. It's over 9,000! And then, uh, yeah, Robotnik comes in, and he's got his cool little robots or whatever. And I have to say, I actually like all the robot designs. I didn't have a problem with it. Even his I little actually like I thought looked cool. Robotnik, weirdly enough. Yeah, I, I didn't mind him. Uh, everything that I'm making commentary on was just more plot-wise. Not as far as him. I didn't miss him being fat. I didn't miss him being bald you know i don't i didn't miss him looking like the typical robotnik um, let me give you a little bit of trivia before you continue yes um please. did you know that uh as he is called in japan they originally called him dr eggman yeah because um, that was a insult right yeah but it was originally when they were were coming up with characters for the initial contest in inside sega to come up with a mascot one of the characters, because they said, hey, we need a character who will roll. And one of the hero characters that the artist came up with was Dr. Eggman. He was originally <laughs> supposed to be like, that's why he's shaped like a ball, is that he was um, he was designed to, to roll and be the protagonist. But obviously they were they shelved it because he would have been a terrible, no one, <laughs> no one would be like, oh, I can't wait for that Dr. Eggman movie to come out. Um, yeah, I'd have been... Yeah, like relegated, you know, villain or C-lister at the very least. Yeah, yeah like Dynamite Heady or Arrow the Acrobat. Yeah, oh, jeez, oh, wow. Oh, oh, <laughs> got hit with age right there. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, please continue. Yeah, no, I was just saying I thought... I thought Jim Carrey was fine. I thought even uh, Cyclops was fine. Um... Yeah, a real. They needed a real milk toast character, and they they got one in, yeah, in the form the, of uh, James you know, Marsden. like yeah. I thought James Marsden was okay. I, I I literally threw all my notes. I just keep calling them different nicknames for Cyclops, like Psych Cyclops, Scott. <laughs> I refuse to call him James Scott. Because I didn't remember the character's name. It didn't come till later. I was like, oh, it's Tom. Well, I'm not changing my notes now. Um, I really did like Crazy Carl. Mm-hmm. Near the end when he shows up with the chainsaw. I thought that was pretty metal. Um, and again, like the, the touches with the music and things. I thought those were fine. Overall... It, this movie was exactly like every other video game movie that's been made. Um, slightly better effects, but 
it, it suffers from the same problems as all other video game movies suffer from outside of say mortal Kombat. um yeah i mean it really reminded me of an 80s movie um and not just because so many 80s movies were obsessed with what happens when these sort of alien characters get uh introduced to earth and 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 generating humor from the differences that occur um so so that fish out of water felt very 80s uh and like i think it's it's sort of focused on a very simple plot um but sort of stuffing these genre characters in there felt uh like a very 80s way to approach it as well um so yeah i mean i think that the movie is fine in my opinion like I, I my opinion tracks with with yours um i i think all the performances were good i think ben schwartz i'm a big fan of his um and his comedy so it was cool to see him in a movie and um cool to see him doing more voice work after he was so cruelly cut out of episode seven of star wars when he was the original voice of bb8 um but i digress uh and you know seeing jim carrey just being sort of like mask era jim carrey was fun you know he he obviously really was enjoying the role so that was fun and like i said i didn't really end up minding um the sort of changes they made from the source material but uh they kind of make up for that in the end when they show that uh you know actor dr robotnik is is sort of transported to the mushroom hill zone um uh he he uh you know he grows a big mustache and he goes bald and he and he looks very um authentic to his uh his video game counterpart but um i thought the Weirdly enough, even though the story was very non-traditional when you think about uh, what you expect from Sonic, even though that's kind of hard to say with a straight face, considering in the games he's been a werewolf or a werehedgehog, werehog or whatever, and uh, you know he has he has had sort of a semi-romantic relationship relationship with a real life woman. Um, hey, so the duck could do it. <laughs> well, I guess so. Um, he, Howard the Duck, uh, a trailblazer in, in so many regards, um, and not just this one. But, yeah, so I thought I'm a big San- Sonic fan. Sanic. I'm a big, well, I'm oh, a big Sonic fan. you are a Sonic fan, too? I'm, I'm a big Sonic fan and a Sonic fan. Um, and so I thought that as far as m- movie adaptations of video games goes, this is probably one of the best. It's um, definitely a better one. I I wish it wouldn't fall into the same trap as all the others, but um, yeah, I th- definitely think it's one of the better ones. And how do you think, what is the trap that you think that they're falling into? It's always, so, it's always uh, foregoing some of the source material to make it more relatable. Like, even Masters Universe, which we've, um, you know, covered the movie, took them from Eternia to Earth, right? It's always trying to take something that would be unfamiliar and then bring it to the familiar so it's a lot more relatable. And I mean, I get that um, to a point, 
But there's no reason why they couldn't have had Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, in his world fighting, you know, Eggman there for whatever reason. And, I don't know, bring James Marsden. And they have to figure out a way to bring him back or some shit. Or collect enough rings or collect the Chaos Emeralds or anything else that you've kind of built up. And have it be in this fantastical place because he's doing fantastical things. And it would just be a little bit more relatable. But most of these movies, what they do is they, like you said, fish out of water. Bring the subject to Earth so it's a little bit more... Oh, let's see how this alien, you know, or this person not from here reacts to our world. And those are the comedic beats that we're going to, you know, uh, play off of. And, you know, they did it for the uh, Super Mario movie. They did it for, you know, not, not Street Fighter the movie, but that one was just bonkers in a good way i think the one that was closest to the source material is mortal Kombat. as far as yeah they're going to the you know nether realm they're gonna go fight for the earth realm but and they didn't you know just say everything's gonna take place on earth everything's gonna happen here no they took you to that place because it looked happened to look kind of like earth and they could have done it with this too it's just i i yeah, I, I think what I just get annoyed about is just, yeah, there's all this great source material, but you don't want to take the time to try to explain it, so then you cop out easily by saying, yeah, it's on Earth. And then we'll figure out if the character needs to go home, or if they can live here, or whatever. Yeah. Forget that. I, just go with the source stuff. I think uh, I agree with you there. I... Uh, one of the things I was looking forward to the least was the fact that it was taking place on Earth. And I think for what it was, it ended up being entertainment or entertaining and also um, sort of faithful to the source material while still uh, telling a story that was very unfamiliar to it. But would I have preferred to um, have the entire movie take place um you know in these little snippets we got of sonic's universe absolutely i'd much rather see more in the green hill zone not green hills montana and um i would much rather see more about the mushroom hill area from the end of the film these were little teases that i thought I just wanted to spend more time in. I'd much rather, like you said, have Sonic come to Earth and you know bring James Marsden and, and uh, his wife with him and have them have adventures in Green Hill Zone. Because again, like you said, it doesn't have to be CG. You know, you can probably find some pretty awesome locations, Hawaii or something, and 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 sort of inject elements of Green Hill in there um, if if budget is your primary concern. Because that really was, usually is what case. this felt like at the end of the day yeah like i mean i i i get that you know from a budgetary concern it's easier to hold it on earth because you don't have to build anything new i get that uh, and you know and that's why like i said i think this movie you know i don't think it's metacritic score is fair i don't think it's you know it getting you know some panned and things like that i you know i don't think it's fair it's it's a fun little movie it's i didn't hate myself for watching it um and you know it 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 
had some parts that actually got me the chuckle, so congratulations on that end. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I would just rather see them try something different than just stick with the, the, the old faithful. And, you know, but I don't think we'll ever get that because you'll run into execs who will say, hey, we should make them look more human looking because that worked with us on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hey, instead of, I bet you at some point someone said, hey, you know what? I think Sonic shouldn't run, but he should drive a real fast car. So that way we can get a partnership with like Ford or <laughs> you know, he drives a Mustang and, you know. Yeah, he, he, or he's racing a Mustang and it goes faster than him. He's like, whoa, whoa now, those are he'd... some sweet shoes. <laughs> yeah, you know, or yeah, he's a he's on wheelies or something, or yeah, or you know, have it be some kid who falls through a magical portal, turns into Sonic, and you know, he has to liberate that then come back home or some shit. There's so many other things you could have done, but you know, what they did was what they did. And, um, yeah, it was a movie. It was at that. Now, speaking of movies, um, why do you think it is so hard for people to, to translate a video game into a film? Well, so, I, you know, I won't facetiously ask, have, have you ever played a video game? Um, what is a video game? Well, a video game is like a book where Mm -hmm. unlike it's like a book but you don't need your imagination for it that's the correct that's the correct (laughs) answer right there's so much even with the some simple simplest of games and you know again most of them are you know objective based a lot you know filled out with stories and shit there's so much in video games now it would be impossible to translate that over into a 90 minute film like i mean i messaged you when i watched it and said why is this movie almost two hours long (laughs) it's like an hour it's an hour and 40 minutes and i'm like there's a solid i think you could probably make this movie in about half an hour. I think this movie could be cut down to half an hour, and it, it would still be as impactful. I think you're um, probably right about that. But the it's trying to work with the source material. Like, it would be insane. Like, try picturing somebody making a Metal Gear Solid movie, and you had to make it in two hours. I don't know if I would want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> don't mean, at me, Met- M- MSG. Hey, I'm a big fan. No, I understand you don't MGS. like good stuff. What? Yeah, I understand you don't like good things, but <laughs> the, the the I guess what I'm trying to say is there's so much in there that trying to do anything more than just throw in bits of fan service. Hey, he ate chili dogs. Hey, he runs really fast. Hey, he saves animals. You know, the rings, the ring sound play. You know, like, the the town he is in Montana happens to be one of the zones. You know, like, that's the best they can do with the source material. Because if you are to try to do anything else with it, it would, you know, wouldn't make any sense to most people or exact people. 
And I just think you run into one of these things where you couldn't get it all in there and it definitely couldn't be within a digestible movie chunk. So you just forego most of it or, you know, somebody's like, Hey, you know, it'd be better if the, you know, he was on earth instead. And, um, you know, he had a cave and he creepily watched kids play, you know, little league because he wants to play little league too. And all this stuff, you know, all the, crappy stuff that they put in the movie um it's just those are things they focus on like street fighter the movie is not very complicated these bunch of fighters fight in different locations to fight the top guy that's it but except you know john claude van damme's in it so now he's got to be some super badass commander and get these ragtag group of people to you know, go fight, you know, M. Bison. And, you know, just if Sagat, instead of being a Thai kickboxer, is now an arms dealer. And, you know, it's just like, okay, just start throwing shit. Yeah, uh, I think... I'm rambling. I just think overall, it's just trying to honor the source material is something that not a lot of people can get behind. Um, yeah. Because it's But that's too much. the thing. I don't think that's impossible. I think you could make. A full, it would have to be. I mean, you'd have to spend some money on it, but you could make a fully CG Sonic movie about him and his friends trying to get the Chaos Emeralds back. You can, there's meat on those bones. You can make a cohesive story if you would just kind of get over yourself and, and try it. You know what I mean? Like, if you could just, I think that there is a perfectly serviceable story. Um, he's got friends, they've got diverse personalities, uh, you've got really cool worlds, you've got an objective, you got a villain, uh, you can craft that into a 90 minutes of fun, and for budgetary or, or just, um, just like a, a misbegotten sense of trying to appeal to this sort of, um, um, they're always chasing this, this general audience, uh, I think you miss out on a lot of what could be impactful. And I think the the reception to this movie proves that because it has enough familiar stuff in there that I think um, everybody gets excited about it. So I say, stop holding back. Just go whole hog. And I say that to the people who made this and the people who made Street Fighter. Street Fighter. I spit on you, Street Fighter. Um, I that was such a disappointment to me when it when it came out when I was a kid. Um, nobody seemed right in that movie, and especially the characters that sort of came by their powers via happenstance, or just like the the situation worked out that that uh, Dalsim has has like a collar around his neck at the end. And, and, you know, like, manacles around his, his, uh, his wrist, so he sort of looks like the, the character from this, like, why? What are you doing? It, it, it's like a caricature of a caricature at this point. Yeah. You, you, you know, make like, Bloodsport, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch the shit out of that. If you just gave me a Street Fighter movie that was just them street fighting, I'd watch that shit. Give me a nice 20 minute movie. I'm good. That's all I need. Perfect. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it, but 
as long as you keep having uh, big wigs who are not familiar with the material that they've purchased only knowing the K factor behind it you're never going to get something that's going to be a hundred percent respectful to the source material and you know maybe that's not such a bad thing because you have the games you have the ability to um, play through the source material and enjoy it from that um, of course, you'd want to see it fully recognized on the screen, but, eh, you know, I guess having it on the screen at all is better than not having it. Though I didn't ask for a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't ask for it, but you got it. So, yeah. to wrap things up, John, what would you say is your number... Actually, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you two, two questions. Right. Question number one, mm. what is your favorite... Uh, video game to movie adaptation and number two what video game property would you like seeing uh adapted to film okay uh so my favorite i've already mentioned it a few times is i love mortal Kombat. i could still watch that one right now and enjoy it because it is the most faithful to the source material of course there's a lot that is nebulous but at least it didn't try the mask itself and anything like i said mainly keeping it on earth taking them to you know uh fight and do all that stuff i love it and you know they didn't try to like cheap out on uh, goro by making it just like some real big dude who didn't have four arms or something like that he's like he punches like he has four arms you know like shitty cop-outs that they would make so mortal kombat's my favorite video game movie my least favorite one being ooh, it's really a toss-up between i, I know you didn't ask is between i'm excited um, to know though is between uh, Super Mario Brothers and um, the uh, Resident Evil series, because... Talk about not respecting your source material. Yeah, just talk about, like, we'll just do whatever we want to do at this point. Um, holy crap. So it's really toss-up between there. Um, as far as license, it could be whatever like movie uh cartoon if it's not been a cartoon or anything like that you cool with that yeah i'll take it all right this one's tough i i would go i mentioned it i know you wouldn't want to watch it but i'd watch the hell out of it would be like I would love to see a Metal Gear Solid TV show, like, on HBO. Maybe a TV show would be better. They need a long time to to work through that labyrinthine mythology. That's it. Like, I'd like to just see that realized. Um, Again, I could just watch all the cutscenes and it'd be pretty much the same thing, but um, I'd really like to see that. That... that truly is a video game series that inspired me in so many ways so i'd like to see that given its due i definitely though wouldn't make it a, a movie but i'll come too much out there stuff there yeah well too much and i mean you could and i guess you don't really need all that stuff and you could still make the movie and it would work just fine but um i i would like that 
intricacies there. So I'd go like a HBO show or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say those are very, very good answers. Um, my favorite, I you know I, I'm gonna actually agree with you. Um, I think the most successful video game to movie adaptation was Mortal Kombat. Flawless victory. Forget the the '90s Velveeta that is oozing from every corner of that film. Um, you know, it really hit all the the notes. There are some decisions in it that I question and that I don't like. I don't like Scorpion's living lizard, um, like uh, uh, harpoon, um, and uh, I guess that was it. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not cool, not needed. Um, but he looked like Scorpion. You know what I mean? Like yes. And the the fight scenes were cool, and they 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 had Shang Tsung in there, and he was like narrating stuff. And you got to see a ton of matchups that you loved from the the game, including like you said, Goro, which was realized in a really fun way. As was like, you know. Uh, certain very deep cuts from the game like uh friendships where uh johnny cage uh le- mm-hmm. leaves his mm-hmm. uh his his autograph. signed autograph behind yeah friendship um, stuff like that yeah it, it, you know because it didn't hide the powers and that's that was the thing because it's a movie right so just if they have powers they have powers you don't need to explain it along to me, I understand that this is fantastical, but then you look at Street Fighter, the movie, and, like, Ryu does his Hadouken, and it's just, like, a, a, a flash. You No fireball, no nothing, just a... You know, like, and Ken does the laziest Shoryuken in the world, and I tell you, if someone was to try to do one of those in real life, you'd get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, because it would take and, ten minutes. Yeah, and then, you know, M. Bison's powers came from magnets in his shoes. You know, it was just like, you tried to explain away how these people are able to do it. Just let them be fantastical. Game over! Mario is the same thing. They gave him jumping boots and, like, plumber guns because they they couldn't just say, hey, it's... I mean, it's a fucking weird story. It's about a plumber going into another world rescuing a princess. Let's just throw out all, you know, uh, uh, bits of sanity and just go with it. You know, we're on we're on this mushroom trip with everybody else. Let's just go with it. But instead, they try to explain it away. Mortal Kombat doesn't explain it away. They just do it, and I think that's why it's more successful. It'd be like explaining, you know, having Sonic have to, you know, drink a Red Bull or, you know eat Fritos or some shit that makes him run really fast or trying to, or he has special shoes that make him run real fast that are technology. No, it's just him. And that's why I think this one's more successful than the others. Yeah. I have to agree with you there. And I think for me, if I if there's one property I would like to see adapted, adapted to TV, um, if we're talking series, let's just movie or TV. I think this would probably work for both, but um, uh, I think Fallout would war. War never changes. Be a really cool place to to set your um TV or movie in, uh, because that world is very big, 
and I think you could tell a story there without with referencing all the stuff from the games, and you wouldn't be sort of burdened by the the uh, creative manacles of uh, of uh, you know um, um, a specific story. So I think that's what I would like to see. That's a good that's a good pull. That's a good point too, and that's the difference between all the movies that have kind of come out. I think that would actually be really successful. Isn't Amazon doing a Fallout show? I swear, you know, I, I don't know off the top of my head if they are. Um, better do it right. You're doing Lord of the Rings. Better do them right, man. A well, lot of pressure th- on you guys. Yeah, but I think you're right. That is, you are the protagonist when you play those games, so you don't have to worry about any particular uh, special uh, honoring a specific character because it's it's just the player. Mm-hmm. Versus a Sonic, a Mario, a Guile, you know, Luke Kang. You have to kind of make them feel more like those characters. You can't embellish as much because there is something that has already been established about those characters. I think Fallout would be a good one. And I mean, you know, post-apocalyptic movies or TV shows are just like the new Western. So I think that'd be fine. Yeah, so let's see if it uh, it ever happens, because I had to do it. <laughs> uh, future John, um, if you're hearing this and you remember, look up to see if there is a TV show and then insert your voice here. Hey, Past John, this is Future John. I did look it up, and you were correct. You remembered Amazon is working on a Fallout uh, TV show for their Prime Video. So, uh, good job, you. And then we'll figure out if that happened or not. Hopefully Fantastic. I did insert something here. Great. That's a great reminder. And uh, so, uh, I hope you liked uh, this week's episode of uh, Pop Saga. We will be back next week with another exciting episode with something that I'm sure you'll love. Yes, I'm talking directly to you. Um, so as always, please stay happy, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. Remember to follow us at The Pop Saga on Instagram, Pop Saga on Twitter, though I've not tweeted anything with it because reasons. Uh, you can email us at The Pop Saga GM, and remember, don't mess with Winnie the Pooh, or he'll poo on you. <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies A couple of nerds, but got style, we so cool Pop culture, talking new and old school, yeah You should know we love hip-hop From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch We giving you what you want, it don't get no live Ain't no doubt we gotcha, this is Pop Saga, let's go Oh yeah, you heard right, this is a lifestyle Welcome to the nerd life, Pop Saga